Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front-row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, Newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at Newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. Are you looking for a way to save a little money? What about getting your subscriptions under control? If so, then I've got just the solution for you. Rocket Money. With the help of Rocket Money, I was able to find a subscription that I completely forgot to cancel before the free trial was up. I'm sure you've all been there, and Rocket Money can help me cancel it. Between streaming platforms, apps, delivery services, and even parenting and kids subscriptions, it's hard to keep track of exactly what you're spending and how much it all adds up to each and every month. Not to mention the fact that it seems every single day one of those subscriptions suddenly jumps up in price. Rocket Money alerts you when this happens so you're never caught unawares. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With them, I can see clearly what my monthly spending is and how it compares to the month before, making saving money and taking control over my finances so much easier. They'll also try to negotiate lowering your bills up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll even deal with customer service for you. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. That's rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. Rocketmoney.com Slash morning cup. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police in the arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird morning cup of murder. Fighting for what you believe in and helping people who need it the most should not be something that puts a target on your back. On March 2nd, 2016, an amazing activist was killed by the enemies she made in her fight for justice. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Berta Isabel Caceres Flores was born on March 4, 1971, to the indigenous Lenca people in La Esperanza, Honduras, and grew up in a time where her home country, and most of Central America, was experiencing civil unrest and great violence. Despite what was going on around her, Berta had an incredible role model at home who shaped every aspect of the woman she would turn out to be. Her mother, Ostra Flores, was not only an accomplished midwife, but a social activist who helped care for refugees coming from El Salvador, and was lovingly elected as mayor of La Esperanza, served two terms, became a congresswoman, and was the governor of the Department of Intibuca. 
Following her mother's large footsteps, Berta began studying education at her local university, graduated with a teaching qualification, and in 1993, as a student activist, co-founded the Council of Popular and Indigenous Organizations of Honduras, the COPINH, which helped to support Indigenous peoples' rights. She led a number of campaigns about the causes she felt passionate about, like feminism, LGBTQIA plus rights, indigenous rights, and protested illegal logging, plantation owners, and the presence of U.S. military bases on Lanka land. Given her reputation, in 2006, a group of indigenous Lanka people from Rio Blanco asked Berta to investigate the sudden arrival of construction equipment that showed up on their land. When she did, she found out that a joint venture project between a Chinese company called Sinohydro, the World Bank's International Finance Corporation, and a Honduran company known as DESA, were planning on erecting a series of hydroelectric dams on the Gualacark River, with no regards for the Lanka and their land. In doing this and not consulting the local people, the companies breached international law, and the Lanka voiced their concern about how the dams would affect their water, food and material supply, and radically change their way of life. So Berta did what she did best, what her mother before her did, and stood up for the cause that she believed in, working together with the community to mount a protest campaign, organize legal actions, and arrange community meetings for those against the project before taking it to the Inter-American Commission on Human Rights. A year-long protest that, from 2003, Berta led along with the COPINH and the local community which, as I'm sure you can imagine, made her both the hero and the villain, depending on who you spoke to, with Berta calling herself a professional agitator, earning herself a few arrests, and saying that these groups were simply afraid because she wasn't afraid of them. Security officers regularly removed protesters from the construction site, and on July 15, 2013, the Honduran military opened fire, injured three, and killed one member of the COPINH. They were regularly threatened and harassed, and in May of 2014, members of the COPINH reported being attacked on two separate occasions that lost two members their lives. By late 2013, as a direct result of the protests, both Sinohydro and the International Finance Corporation withdrew from the project. But for some reason, DESA decided to continue, but did decide to move their project to another location to avoid the blockade. Despite her hard work paying off, officials filed criminal charges against Berta and two other indigenous leaders for usurpation, coercion, and continued damages against DESA. In response, Amnesty International stepped in and said that if the activists were imprisoned, They would be considered prisoners of conscience and joined in as several regional and international organizations called upon the Honduran government to stop criminalizing those who fight in defense of human rights and instead to investigate the threats against activists. Cries that seemed to fall on deaf ears when, on February 20th, 2016, more than 100 protesters were detained by security and threats against the organization continued to increase. Undeterred, Berta continued her work and personally singled out Hillary Clinton in her involvement in legitimizing the 2009 Honduran coup d'etat involving President Mel Zelaya. 
While she continued to push the envelope, making enemies along the way, Berta Caceres was awarded many times over for the work that she did and for the lives that she changed. But not everyone thought the world of Berta Caceres. In fact, the Inter-American Commission on Human Rights included her name on its 2009 list of people under threat during the 2009 Honduran coup d'etat. And in 2013, Berta had this to say. The Army has an assassination list of 18 wanted human rights fighters with my name at the top. I want to live. There are many things I still want to do in this world, but I have never once considered giving up fighting for our territory. For a life with dignity, because our fight is legitimate. I take lots of care, but in the end, in this country where there is total impunity, I am vulnerable. When they want to kill me, they will do it. And on March 2nd, 2016, after years of threats, intimidations, and violence, it seemed that Berta's work would finally push her adversaries over the edge. That's the evening that four gunmen showed up at the back door of her home, armed and ready for a fight, and shot Berta Caceres dead inside of her bedroom. Also in her home the night of the attack was Mexican environmental activist Gustavo Castro Soto, who would report hearing a loud bang, Berta screaming out, who's there, and covering his face as one of the hitmen aimed towards his head. He was hit with two gunshots, one to the cheek and one to the hand, and was able to survive the attack. He had just arrived at La Esperanza a day before the shooting and was there to discuss the alternatives to the hydroelectric project. Because of the work she did and the people she upset, the Inter-American Commission on Human Rights recommended precautionary measures be taken to protect Berta and her home. But for some reason, on the day of her death, none of these measures were in place. The Honduran security minister said that she was not at the place that she identified as her home and had recently moved into a new house in La Esperanza. Berta was survived by her four children and former husband and co-leader Salvador Zuniga. In the aftermath of her brutal murder, Berta's 25-year-old daughter, also named Berta, said in interviews that she holds the company that wanted to build the dam responsible for her mother's death. She said that it is, quote, very easy to pay people to commit murders in Honduras. But those who are behind this are other powerful people with money and an apparatus that allows them to commit these crimes and believes they paid assassins to kill her mother, something they had done on several other occasions. Calls for an investigation were made by the Organization of American States, the U.S. Ambassador to Honduras, the United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights, and the Honduran President Juan Orlando Hernandez, with nearly 100 members of the COP INH marching to the provincial police station after her death to demand an independent international investigation into her murder. Protests took place internationally, yet the widespread condemnation did very little to stop the violence with at least 24 environmental and land defenders being murdered since March of 2015 and Honduras remaining one of the most dangerous countries in the world outside of an official war zone. People wanted to know the truth and while they took up the mantle to fight for what Berta felt was important, an autopsy took place on March 3rd without any oversight and in spite of her family's request for an independent forensics expert to take over the case. The government began its investigation activated the Violent Crimes Unit, and detained COPINH member Aurelio Molina Villanueva as a suspect in her murder. The COPINH denounced the arrest and claimed that it was nothing more than an attempt to falsely place blame on one of Berta's own, 
He was released two days later for lack of evidence, and the same was done for security guard Jose Lemus. In the meantime, Gustavo, the survivor, was paraded around ministries and courthouses, made to tell his story at nauseum, prevented from leaving the country for a month, had his lawyer suspended by a judge, and made to feel like a scapegoat rather than the victim. By March 5th, Berta's children had a press conference in which they expressed complete lack of confidence that the Honduran government was taking their mother's murder seriously, saying it was a political act and continued to plea for international investigation. One month later, after an investigation that felt like it moved at a snail's pace, the Honduran authorities announced that, after searching DESA's office and taking testimonies, four men, one DESA's manager for social and environmental issues, a former employee of a security company hired by DESA, an army major and a retired captain, were all arrested in connection to Berta's murder. And in June of 2016, a former soldier with the U.S. Trained Special Forces Unit of the Honduran government confirmed that Berta Caceres' name was on their hit list for months before her actual assassination. In February of 2017, The Guardian reported that three of the eight people who were now arrested in connection to the murder were also linked to the U.S.-trained elite troops, with two, Major Mariano Diaz and Lieutenant Douglas Giovanni Bastillo, receiving military training at Fort Benning, Georgia, the former School of the Americas, which was linked to thousands of murders and human rights violations in Latin America. In March of 2018, the Honduran authorities arrested David Castillo, manager of DESA, and accused him, in addition to the involvement of several financial institutions, of masterminding Berta's murder. Arrests continued on and off. Delays became more and more frequent. But in December of 2019, it was reported that a court, back in November of 2018, ruled that the murder was ordered by executives of the Agua Zarca Dam Company, DESA, because of the delays and financial loss they were experiencing as a result of Berta and her protests. In total, four paid hitmen, Elvin Rapallo, Edelson Duarte Mesa, Oscar Torres, and Henry Javier Hernandez were each given 34 years for her murder and an additional 16 years and four months for the attempted murder of Gustavo Castro. Sergio Ramon Rodriguez, the Communities and Environmental Manager, and Douglas Giovanni Bastillo, the former DESA security chief, were both given 30 years and six months for their participation. Mariano Diaz Chavez, the U.S.-trained Special Forces major who served in Douglas, was found guilty by omission and given 30 years. In July of 2021, David Castillo was found guilty as the intellectual author of her murder. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to A Terrible Thing Happened on March 3rd. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.